Welcome back. Welcome back to another fine edition, another fine episode of Theme Park the Movie, the podcast where we talk about our favorite movies and the theme park attractions inspired by them. And I'm your host, Travis Kirkland. Uh, you know, this is uh, only the second episode, but we're gonna flip the switch! What? Uh, only the second episode? We're, we're, we're flipping things upside down? Changing up the game already? Yes, folks, indeed. Because uh, you'll see uh, throughout the run of this limited series, uh, you'll see that uh, usually how the relationship between movies and theme park attractions go is that a particular movie gets really popular. So popular, in fact, that they make a theme park attraction out of it. It's a, it's a tale as old as time, as they say. Uh, but sometimes, occasionally, a theme park attraction on its own can become so popular, so memorable to the public, that it gets its own movie? What? The theme park attraction gets its own movie instead of the other way around? Yes, folks, it can happen, it has happened, and we're going to talk about it today. And we're going to talk about a classic among the Disney attractions, especially those who love their animatronics and love their uh, silly songs. And that's because we're talking about Country Bear Jamboree, everyone. Country Bear Jamboree. Not only are we talking about the Jamboree... Jamboree... Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, I, I can't... That's how... Uh, that I'm tongue-tied. Jamboree. Jamboree. It's a fun word to say, isn't it? Even though you get tongue-tied. But anyway, uh, we are talking about Country Bear Jamboree, and we will also be talking about the movie that was inspired by the attraction, the simply titled The Country Bears. And I have a really, 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 really great guest to talk all things bears. Uh, I will be talking with Bailey Payne in just a few spare moments, who, as you'll hear in our conversation, is just the absolute fanatic and ap an absolute well of knowledge when it comes to Disney parks and theme park stuff all around. Uh, look, let's not delay any further. She has so much stuff to tell you about the country bears. It was a lot of fun to talk all things country, all things bears, all things jamboree. So let's not dilly-dally any further and, uh, you know, let's ride the movie. Listeners of the podcast, please welcome Bailey Payne. Hi. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And if I am not mistaken, this is your first podcast appearance anywhere. It is. It completely is. We, this is mind-boggling. <laughs> we scooped you. We got you. Yeah. And for a topic that I think definitely you'll, 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 I mean, I think... Here's the thing. When I was thinking about guests to have on this show, uh, I was thinking about not just people who are fun, but like if I people who was like, well, I know when I talk to these people, they're going to have a lot of fun knowledge or they're just going to have good, really good personality. It's going to be something where it's going to be natural that their persona and presence may, would make a really 
fun, really great episode of this podcast. And you were definitely one of the first one of the first names I thought of. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the well, biggest reason is that I definitely know that you are a Parks fan. Absolutely. 110%. So can and so <laughs> since we are talking about uh, a Disney specific topic, uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, when you started getting into Disney Park stuff? Well, uh, I was actually uh, my parents met through Disney. Um, my dad worked in the confectionery on Main Street, and my mom worked in the Chapeau. Uh-huh. And they met through there, and uh, then came me. And uh, that would be something that my dad and I would do all the time. We would go, you know, during the weekends, however it is, we would go. Uh, we would really, in all honesty, one of our biggest uh, memories is we would go and watch Spectro Magic. Mm. And we would dance along to the um, the Once Upon a Dream section with uh, Sleeping Beauty. And that's eventually, once I get married, that's going to be my song that I'm going to dance to with my dad. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. Now, it's, and it's just grown from there. Like, just my obsession with parks. And it's all just so fascinating. Yeah. And uh, I here's the thing. If you now you said you want that song to be played at your wedding, if you were rich enough, like if you were just like, you know, if you just had buckets of the millions out the wazoo, do you think you would just (laughs) buy out Magic Kingdom and just do Spectro Magic for your wedding reception? I would absolutely do that. I would just I want to be on like one of those little gyrospheres and I would just go down Main Street down in those gyrospheres. I've thought of that all out by the way. Oh, I would just go down (laughs) and I would just present myself and, you know, it would just all be spectro magic music. So look, any potential partners out there, just know that this is what Bailey is looking for. So you have to correct. You have to up your game. Everybody You have to up your game when you, when you're, if you're going to approach Bailey like this, you know, right. Uh, so I know another thing about you is not only are you a big Parks fan, but you've also extended some of this in your social media. So for instance, uh, here's a fun deep dive. So you are on Instagram and your Mm -hmm. Instagram tag, uh, well, here's the thing. Your Instagram has many photos of, uh, the things that you see at the parks, but Mm -hmm. your Instagram tag is a, a bit of a theme park reference as well. Yes, it is uh, not too known if you haven't been a Disney Parks fan for a while. Um, my uh, IG handle is Tapestry of Nations, which is a reference to um, the 2000 Millennium Celebration that went on throughout the parks, but mainly at Epcot. Uh, that was the name of their parade that they did, and it was a wonderful, wonderful parade with um, puppetry and with beautiful music. It was just, it was wonderful. Here's the weird thing. And I think for me, this is a case of you don't know what you got till it's gone. Because I remember that celebration in the parade and all this stuff uh, and all the stuff during that time. But uh, I would never say I would like Tapestry of Nations was ever like a beloved thing uh, for me. Mm. But um 
currently right now at Epcot, they have a this uh, temporary fireworks show called Epcot Forever. And yes. that is where they shoot off the fireworks and they do new arrangements of old Epcot songs. So you have the Universe of Energy song, Tomorrow's Child yep. from Spaceship Earth, you know, a lot of the old hits from, mm-hmm. from, uh, from past Epcot attractions. And I got to say, when they started playing the Tapestry of Nations song, I unexpectedly got kind of emotional for something I ne- yes. I didn't think I I didn't hate it, but I didn't have the biggest nostalgic hold for it. And yet, when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, where it's Tapestry of Nations! Oh my goodness!" <laughs> it was I, as you can see. I, I've noticed the theme here that I really enjoy parades <laughs> between uh, Spectro Magic and Tapestry of Nations. Um, that was another thing that I remembered a lot growing up is um, during that segment, my dad was working at, I believe it was Disney Cruise Line at the time, and we would go to Epcot all the time to go to their Millennium Celebration location that's in between Canada and the UK. And they had um, lots of models, they had lots of games, lots of things to touch and and work with. and. And then we would go and see uh, Tapestry of Nations right outside of it. And it was just, uh, I don't know why, it just really stood out to me. Mm. Now, I have to ask you this before we get to the specific topic at hand. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you, as a Disney Parks fan, uh, obviously you have probably favorite Disney parades, but what do you think is the greatest Disney parade? Oh my goodness. The grandest. Hold on, Travis. I need to think. <laughs> oh yeah, got it. I mean, there's been a lot. There's been I mean, I'm not just, you know, not just not just uh tr- not just making up the stats here. There's been tons and mm-hmm. tons of Disney parades, all of varying music styles and different, you know, designs of floats and characters, nighttimes and daytimes. That's true. Let me think. Let me think. I'm just gonna keep talking. I mean, why yeah, think keep so? doing it. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say right now <laughs> that uh, I mean, fan, Festival of Fantasy, uh, which uh, well, at the time of recording right now, isn't fully going on. But before the pandemic, that was their regular daytime parade, and I have to say that's a pretty strong contender. It has a really strong unifying uh, soundtrack to it, and the floats mm-hmm. are great, and obviously, you know. The big Maleficent dragon is the one that everybody talks about, and it's, it makes an impression. Definitely makes an impression. Just don't catch it on fire. Just don't catch it on fire. <laughs> Although maybe that's a win for good because that is what we needed to do to Maleficent to defeat her once and for all. That's very true. That's very true. I would definitely agree with the fact that Festival of Fantasy is probably their strongest day parade mm-hmm. that they have, at least at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the music flows into each different unit is just absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and it's seamless. Mm-hmm. And I could not believe that when I first saw that. When it comes to nighttime parades, however, uh-huh. I would think that it would be Spectro Magic, but with a little bit of Main Street Electrical Parade. Okay. With a little dabble of Paint the Night. I don't, did you ever see Paint the Night? I've never been to Disneyland, so I've never seen uh-huh. things like that. But I have seen video. I have seen videos and photos of 
paint the night. And yeah, I, the, uh, even not, having not seen it live, the hype is real. I, I look at yes. that thing and like, wow, that is incredible. Yeah, I only saw it once. I went out to Disneyland for the 60th anniversary and I saw it literally once and I thought it was gorgeous. The floats were really incredible. The dancers were beautiful with their lighting up costumes. It was it was a great parade. It was. Yeah. Well, you know what's also great, uh, and I know it's dear to you, is uh, our topic for uh, our episode for today. Yes. Yes. So- it is very dear. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> look, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> Will play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zem, Ted, friend of our name, Tennessee. Zeke's twanging on banjo and a tapping with his feet. A banging on a dish pine with a real old country beat. Zem is sawing on the fiddle with a crooked hickory bow. When the spirit moves that groove, he can make that fiddle go. Now I mean that bear can blow. He also plays the washboard with the handle of a hoe. And Big Fred's playing mild harp. He plays it kind of sad. He never took a lesson. He just picked it up from Dad. And little old Tennessee bear is a featured on the thing. Sounds just like a guitar, but it's only got one string. and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the bear band's got is real old country rhythm. Yeah, clap your hands and stomp your feet and try to keep right with them. One short thing the bear band's got is real old country rhythm. Country Bear Jamboree opened on October 1st, 1971 at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. A second version opened in Disneyland on March 4th, 1972, but was closed on September 9th, 2001 and replaced with The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. A third version opened in in, uh, Tokyo Land Disney on April 15th, 1983 and remains in operation. Fun fact about that that I um, kept in the back of my mind is that's the first Walt Disney World attraction to be replicated at Disneyland. Is it? So it's the first one to go from Walt Disney World to Disneyland. Mm. Here's the thing about uh, that Disneyland version closing on September 9th, 2001. Do you think the people there were like, well, that's the worst thing that will ever happen. And then two days (laughs) later, they were like, okay, well, it doesn't seem that bad now. Oh no! You know what? I would I would have to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's not talk so grim. You you look. You love the country bear jamboree. I do. I think it's one of the most clever things that the Walt Disney Company has come out with. 
Um, it had so many uh, versions of it because not only did you have the original version, but you also had the uh, Vacation Hoedown and their Christmas special, mm-hmm. which was I, – I don't remember necessarily – those per se but i've watched their videos of because they still have them over in um is it tokyo disneyland yes tokyo disneyland yes and i was uh and it's really nice to kind of go see that and remember at least what you used to have do you remember the first time you saw country bear jamboree or or have a distinct first memories of uh going to see the attraction i definitely know that i grew up with it there's no doubt in my mind that this was a big part of um, the trips that my dad and I would take to Walt Disney World mm-hmm. just on the weekends. Um, I I remember thinking that it was just so weird to sit down and to see a giant bear <laughs> with a pink boa coming down right above me and it wouldn't break and it wouldn't fall on yeah. me. Yeah. I, I did not I did not understand, you know, with being a young kid. I yeah. didn't understand why that was, but it was just it was just great and it was a long show. It was great to go when you were when it was raining or you were trying to kill some time. We would see it all the time. I had the whole thing memorized. <laughs> it really is uh, one of those classic Disney parks attractions. I think it really is like obviously like Disney has so many different uh classic uh classic characters or that are you know belong to you know the movies or their cartoons or whatever but there is something that is very unique uh that you know that the country bears are so popular that they are so theme park centric and that they are uh, i don't know i'm guessing just talk talking crazy here because it it is kind of weird to think about how like this show did open uh with the opening of magic kingdom and it's still here to this day you wouldn't think that a animatronic show with a bunch of silly bears singing silly songs would last this long considering of all the other changes that the magic kingdom and walt disney world in general has seen that uh oh absolutely that country bear <laughs> has survived this long uh, but its appeal has lasted like people it, it it's uh it's i'd say it uh it is one of those like expected traditions that you do on a Disney trip. Well, the same with like Haunted Mansion or Pirates or Small World, or right? All that you know. Is it is it your it, yeah? Is it your favorite among like the traditional rides, like the traditional classic stuff? I would put it in the top three. What's your three? Uh, first one obviously is going to be Haunted Mansion. Ooh, love love that one. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, really love the people mover mm-hmm. just technically that's original yeah and i that's one that i will go and ride every single time i go even today it's great yeah i that's it's, that's the same yeah same, definitely the same and then i would say country bears after that what do you think pulls you back to country uh, and again just to explain it again for people who don't know i imagine people who listen to this show probably have some idea but it is as we said an animatronic show or these silly bears sing silly songs so is there something in particular that pulls you back to that the just the show and the the transitions between the two 
Henry, number one, the the MC is so funny to me. I still laugh at um uh my gosh. I think you should shoot him instead <laughs> with um Wendell and they sing that song. I think that's still I still laugh at that every single time. Um it's just one of those where you know that the it's not going to change. So it's kind of like a comfort show. Yes. But it also, you could be in a mood where you want to focus on laughing at Big Al. Big Al's <laughs> hilarious. We love Big Al. We stand Big Al. Yes, we stand Big Al here. It's just, I I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to explain. Now, I have to say that um, there's quite many a many bear in this bear cast. Uh, but I have to say that for myself, I think Henry might be my favorite. Uh, that The host. He, uh, you know what? And I think he might be my favorite because uh, it's a credit to how they were designed in the first place. I think he has the most appealing look. He just, he's got, he's tall. He's got a friendly face. And uh, he just looks good in that top hat. He just does. Very clean cut. Very clean cut. And uh, what's that? I don't quite ever know what the name of it is, but you know, like the piece of a tuxedo that's just the white uh, part that uh, you put around. Oh, dang it. You know what? I don't know. He al- it always reminded me like when Big Bird would like go to the opera or something <laughs> fancy and he would wear a similar <laughs> outfit like that. Yes. He's very fancy. Yeah. Um, you know what? Henry's great. Yeah, he is great. And he does feel a little, because he because he's the MC. he feels a little bit more fancier than the other bears, you know? Nothing, mm-hmm. you know, not, we're not going to talk classism here with these bears, but like, you know, all these bears in their funny, bumbling country ways. And he's like, yeah, he's got a, he's got a presentable, funny air to him, you know? What's um, very interesting, there's a, actually a short uh, country bear, I would say like a documentary on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they uh, it's about half an hour, and they talk a lot about, um, it was kind of like the last days of Walt, the working with the country bears, he, um, he saw like some of the designs and heard some of the songs, and the, the Imagineers remember him saying something to the effect of, you know, good job boys i'll see you later and it ended up being three days later that he would pass away so this is literally one of the last things that he actually touched before he passed it had walt's blessing maybe that's Mm -hmm. why you know maybe in some weird ghostly way that's why it's uh stayed for so long it has that sort Mm -hmm. of final magic touch to it and uh going back to talking about the origins of country bear jamboree if I am not mistaken, this attraction was not even originally meant for Magic Kingdom. Nope. It was for a ski lodge that Walt was considering. Uh, up in Northern California, he wanted to make a ski lodge with um, movie theaters, with shows. Uh, at, like It was supposed to be like a 500 hotel room ski destination. And one of them was going to be the uh, not necessarily country bears, but bear, a bear show where they were going to come in and do a little number. And that was going to be one of the attractions for this location. Can I say this? I am ultimately happy that we got the, that, that we ultimately got country bear jamboree in these parts. And yet in a alternate reality, 
wouldn't it be nice to have like a nice ski lodge and like you go out and you, you go what you you go out you know in the snow all day and then as a perfect a captain, Disney ski like, lodge a Disney ski lodge and then as a perfect capper to the night you just get inside with like a cup of cocoa and you watch some animatronic bear sing you oh absolutely it's a nice cozy night oh, goodness gracious that sounds heavenly you could go to Olani to get the beach mm -hmm. and if you wanted to go get some snow you could go to the disney ski lodge and uh get some bear on yeah get some bear on. get your bear <laughs> on at the ski lodge <laughs> yes there's nothing weird that you can twist with that phrase i'm sure if they use that in advertising get your bear on uh, get your bear on <laughs> Get your bear on. Get your bear on. So I said that Henry is my favorite of the many cast of the you know huge cast of characters. Uh, I don't I don't want you to feel so stressed, but do you have a favorite bear among those country bears? Yes, I can say that with certainty. Oh, tell. <laughs> Actually, it's three. I love Bunny, Bubbles, and Beulah. Yes. We love them. Yes. They're adorable. And they, Their song is great. They said, they, just, yeah. And you know what? I think they sing my favorite song from the show. Oh, really? Yeah. The guys turn me on, turn me down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that 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 sentiment. I think all, will always hit, no matter what the decade is. You know, I, correct. You know, it, it's like, yeah, same, same girls, same. I just, <laughs> oof. <laughs> And it's just, it's adorable. And the, I think just part of it is the Henry's announcement of it. And he's like, those sun bonnets from the Sunshine State. And I'm just like, oh, that's such a cute way of putting that. Thank you, Henry. It's very, it's a <laughs> clever show. It really is. Uh, like, I was like, I think the wordplay is really clever. I think the songs <laughs> are really clever. I, I said that the... Bonnet Trio song is my favorite song. What's your favorite song from Country Bear? Um, I can definitely sing with Teddy Bera. Mm. Uh, she is soulful sassy. <laughs> I love it. It's it, it. Cause she. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I was thinking about it. A lot of these bears. We mentioned those two songs, and then. Uh, who sings uh I, here i feel like a, i mean yeah it's country music but i feel like a lot of songs these country bears are certainly be singing about their relationship troubles it seems yeah i mean there's the um if you can't bite don't growl yeah <laughs> and he's going out with a go-go <laughs> it's uh yeah i don't uh wow these uh truly country music is the uh Truly, the anthem for the soulful. You know, no matter yes. no matter if you're bears or not. Why do you think? Here's the thing. Why do we love Big Al so much? Big Al, in case you don't know, is this big old, big old black bear with a guitar, and he sings a song, "Blood on the Saddle." <laughs> Why do we yeah. love him so much? Why do we love him so much? I think it's uh. Honestly, I think it stems from the guitar, the the picks of the notes that he does, and they're just so 
off. You know, bam, bam. Yeah, like they could, they could, you know, he just doesn't tune the guitar. So when he does that, everyone is like, uh-huh, you know that? He doesn't even have his guitar right. So you know what you're in for. <laughs> it even seems kind of mean because the finale of the of the show where all the bears sing is only prompted so that they can drown him out. Yes. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. But you know what? Henry is right. You had your turn now. Is I'm trying to... You know that the, the thing... I think what really works for that show as well, because we seem because we're talking about the country bears with so much affection, is that they are is that um, the main designer, if I'm not mistaken, for the show, the main character designer was Mr. Mark Davis, a legendary Imagineer uh, whose work you can see in so many different theme park attractions, and he really hit it out of the park with these designs. You know, aside from- I, I think his his stuff is fantastic. I am a huge fan of his. Uh, now, you can educate me. Aside from Country Bears, where might we also see some Mark Davis, uh, some of his art in the parks? Well, Mark Davis, honestly, he opened with the park. Um, the opening day attraction for Disneyland, the Jungle Cruise. That was one of his big, uh, that was his big starting point that he had. Um, did most of the designs and animatronics for the Jungle Cruise, which always looked really good, and it still looks good. Um, he also did a lot for um, he did a lot of designing for the Tiki Room, um, and his biggest ones that he really worked on were uh, the stuff for the 1964 World Fair. Actually, he did um, designing for the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln carousel of progress and it's a small world he puts his fingers in a lot of different pies one thing that i that i that makes his stuff distinct and i want to bring this back to country bears so here's the thing with country bears we've mentioned over and over again that it's an animatronic show but uh i i here's the thing i've i don't have this fear but i do understand this fear do you have a uh, like a weird thing with animatronics? Like that they make me feel weird? Yeah, they that they're weird or creepy or even scary. Kind of like a Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Okay, yeah, like have you do you, have you ever felt like that? Like the Uncanny Valley is like too much for you. In general, I have not really felt that much when it comes to things with the Walt Disney company. Mm -hmm. Now I did kind of get a little intimidated by um, stuff like Chuck E. Cheese and the, like the rock of fire explosion kind of stuff. Ah. Um, I think, I think just because Disney's is a lot more fluid and the, the jerkiness of animatronics from smaller companies kind of do freak me out a little bit. I can see that, but I also want to bring this up because I think the reason here's the thing I've heard that for like, uh, obviously, you brought up Chuck E. Cheese and Rock of Fire Explosion who use animatronics in their restaurants. But I've never really heard that type of thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I went to Country Bear Jamboree and those bear animatronics, you know, kind of creep me out. And I think the reason for that is that Mark Davis, his characters that he tends to design are just really like fun and welcoming, welcoming characters, you know. 
they're they're fun and they um I think a lot of it <laughs> is um the the fun songs mixed with the fun characters um and like I said the fluid motion and all of that kind of adds all together into a show that really doesn't at least for me I've never really had an issue with any of the Disney animatronics but I just feel like it's an actual show mm-hmm. and not animatronics programmed being to you know dance and sing and however they are to do with that show here's the thing though let's say disney decided to get into the chuck e cheese game and what if they did like the country bear pizza jamboree uh and you could go to like a restaurant where the country bears were on stage and you could eat like a pepperoni pizza in front of them oh no (laughs) no um i i would have to see it firsthand I, I think maintenance, which is something Disney is fantastic on, uh, keeping up with things, would be a big thing. But to just see it duplicated into like a uh, dinner setting is kind of odd. Um, I always kind of felt like that was odd. Also, sidetrack with okay. uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh-huh. That originally it was supposed to be a uh, show, like a dinner show, like. The, the right. birds would be all around you guys, you know, having dinner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that never did actually like sit with me better than actually just watching an animatronic show. I, I maybe, maybe they did some like test runs with that, and people like immediately vomited when they saw yeah. the animatronic. It's like, oh god, they're singing. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, we, I want to bring this up because you brought this up uh, pretty early in our talk. Uh, there has been a couple of overlays, temporary overlays of the Country Bear Jamboree. There was the uh, vacation one and the Christmas one. Yep. And I have seen, <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of like you. I have seen both of them. Um, I do not have, here's a weird thing. I don't have the most distinct memories of them. But I do have this distinct memory. Um, I forget the names, but the names of the three mounted heads that start the show. That's uh, Buff, uh, Max, and Melvin. Okay, so obviously they Melvin are... Melvin or Melvin? Mm, I'm going to assume you're correct. Whichever one. <laughs> uh, I, but here's the thing. Funny, uh, like obviously they are just as iconic parts of the show as the bears. And yet, for some reason... Every time I look up at them, I always imagine the Christmas lights that were strung on their animatronic heads during the Christmas overlay show. Uh, I would agree with that because it's Max that is the, um, he's the deer. And I definitely remember a tangle thing of um, Christmas lights all up in his antlers. And I think one of them has Santa Claus, is dressed like Santa Claus, like has a Santa hat or something on or something. Possibly. I yeah, I believe so. Anyway, it might have been buff. Yeah. Anyway, it just feels funny to me. Like even though I don't have distinct memories of the Christmas show, every time I look at the three heads, I'm like, oh, I feel like they need like the Christmas stuff on them. You know, <laughs> just a little overlay. Yeah. Even if it's in the middle of July. Exactly. Christmas in July. Exactly. <laughs> now here's a now here's a question: Is there maybe we need to come up so? You know, right now, uh, you know, we only have the two standing versions of Country Bear Jamboree. We have 
the one in Florida and the one in Japan. And the one in Florida no longer does the overlay shows. Japan still circulates those overlays in and out. <laughs> so maybe we need to come up with a new overlay show for the Florida park. So we need to come up with like some holiday or some type of thing that is happening. And then they can do, and then the country bears can sing about it. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. What about it? Would be really cool yeah. if they did a springtime one. It's a thing for spring where they sing about the springtime. Yeah, like kind of like uh, I'm kind of thinking of like uh, the trolley show that they do on Main Street. You know, they rotate it to from fall to Christmas to spring to you, you know, know summer. The the bonnet trio already kind of looks like they have those kind of like pastel colors and whatnot to them. That's true. Oh, look! All you need to do is just add some, give those bears some hats and canes, and there you go. Right <laughs> there you go. Time. That's a good idea. I like that. We'll keep that. What about this? What if we updated the soundtrack so they sang more contemporary songs? Well, you're you're stepping into something a little dangerous there, Travis. What if they started singing like Olivia Rodrigo songs? Oh, no. What if Trixie just started singing Driver's License? I think that would get the kids in. Yeah, that would get the kids in. And then, uh, you know, the next song will come and they'll be uninterested with uh, Driver's License. And then they won't come back. Well, then, well, I don't know. They could be really vibing with Trix. Like, man, Trixie's a Trixie's a mood. Trixie's in her feels right Trixie's now. She's in her feels right now. No wonder she drink getting drunk so early, drinking in the middle of the show. She's got a lot of issues. She's got a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, she's singing about Olivia Rodrigo stuff. She can get pretty uh, definitely into her feels. Okay, so no contemporary songs then, I guess. No, I like the way that it is. Okay, well, I mean, we'll we'll talk <laughs> soon about when the Country Bears. Same kind of contemporary songs in a little bit. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, I'm oh, you know what? Here's the thing. I really enjoy... Uh, here's a weird nerdy uh, theme park thing I enjoy. I enjoy a good pre-show. Like, I enjoy the room that you are being held in before you actually see the show or you get on the ride. And let me tell you... Country Bear Hall in that little uh, lobby area before you go into the showroom, it has so much great detail. It is just the cutest thing. And you want to know what's funny about that is that there is no bunny bubbles and Beulah in the in them like murals that they have. Really? They have everybody but. Can why you is, believe that? Why is that? Is, is that? Have they ever given a reason? I, I've never seen a reason about it. Uh, I just, I've noticed the past couple of times that I've been in there and I've looked at all of them and looked. Well, look. They didn't it, have my girls. Well, look, if Disney is going around their parks and trying to make sure that representation matters and we're taking out Splash Mountain for uh, Princess <laughs> and the Frog, we can get portraits of Bubbles and Beulah up in Country Bear Hall. Yeah, darn right. Darn right. Let's make that part of the representative initiative, you know? Yes. Put that in the list. Yes. The future is female at Country Bear Hall. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. You know what's another great detail I love in Country Bear Hall? I love, and again, 
this is maybe what they call the Disney difference, the thing that they absolutely did not have to do, would not affect people's enjoyment of the show at all, but they did it, and it's that little extra detail that goes a long way. It's the fact that the floorboards in the lobby have bear claw scratches everywhere. I knew you were going to say something about that. When you started down that little track, I was like, oh, he's going to talk about the flooring, isn't he? It's the great, it's, it's one of the greatest theme park floors ever. Don't you agree? <laughs> oh, I completely agree. It goes in there with uh, Storybook Circus. The Storybook Circus got like the little rivets from the, and the peanuts and the paw prints. And... If there was a March Madness of theme park floors, I think uh, Country Barrow would go very far yes absolutely uh, but it, it, i think it's really great because i think i think with country music there it there's a tend i think country music more than other genres have the feeling of history behind them there's always something there's always a sense that uh the music is coming from like a lineage you know and i think mm-hmm. uh, a detail like that works very well because it's like oh country bear hall has been here you know for years essentially and and they've been doing this song for so long that, you know, even you see all these old, you know, bear paws and claw marks and everything. And again, it's again, did not have to do that at all. It could have just been some blank Six Flags building for whatever they care. But 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 no, they they went and uh, they went and went the extra mile. And that's what makes it so wonderful. It's that it's that Disney polished look right there. Mm-hmm. But come on, Disney. Step beyond. Yeah, but but if you want to take another step beyond Disney, got to get those Bubbles and Beulah portraits up there. Yep, got to get those girls. It's going to be a hot girl summer. We need those triplets up there. We need a hot uh, bonnet summer, a hot bonnet trio summer (laughs) going on. I think I think I think Megan the Stallion took a lot of inspiration from uh, the bonnet trio. Oh, absolutely! I can see that. Yeah, yeah. What's like, yeah, yeah, there's some bears in this hall. There's some bears in this hall. <laughs> That's a song they could sing in the show. There you go. The updated current songs. Absolutely. I'm okay yep. with that. Certified bears. Jamboree for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Country oh. bears make the jamboree peak. You need to go through and just do a whole version of that. I do. Look, I think Disney just needs to. I can be the Mark Davis slash Weird Al Yankovic of of re-energizing <laughs> Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, this is I'm putting I, my advertisement out there right now, Disney. I would completely back it. Oh, thank you. Um, but you know what? Uh, we have mm, some different Country Bears we need to discuss. Uh, but before we get to that topic, uh, Bailey, do you have any final or last thoughts that you would like to give us on Country Bear Jamboree? Um, I think that people should just give it, it sounds weird, but give it a chance. Um, there's a lot of times that there I have talked to guests who either don't like it. I mean, I'm a conversationalist, so I always like to talk about things, but... Um, there's been a couple of times where people just come out of that show and they're like, well, that's weird. But if I think after re- uh, researching it and seeing if you're uh, how much Walt 
put into it, you know, that that was like one of the last things that he did, um, what Mark Davis did for that. Um, I think the history of it makes it even better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I I think that it's a um, a very historically important show for Walt Disney World, especially since it brought it over to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And, and even internationally to that's Tokyo. Did. I mean, that's the craziest thing, right? You would think like something that is specifically like country would not translate well, you know, you know, outside America. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it stands in, a, in Tokyo. And it's still there. And it's still there. And we wish that country bear jamboree still stands, you know, for all time. But there was in the early 2000s, a case where the fate of Country Bear Hall was uh, in question. And so I think we need to get into that topic. (laughs) So let's talk about the motion picture, The Country Bears. Hey, Barry, dinner's ready. Barry Barrington was like any other boy. Sometimes I feel different. Like Dex and me. We don't look the same. He has freckles. And I don't, I think. He was loved by his parents. Just remember, son, the people who love you no matter what, that's your family. And sometimes his brother. This is my baby picture, and uh, this is yours. Mom, am I adopted? Of course not, honey. Dexter! I gotta face facts. I just don't fit in. He's run away from home. He knew you were going to have to release him into the wild one day. Now Barry's about to discover his destiny. The Country Bears! With four guys who are barely a band. I belong here. Welcome aboard, kid. You're one of us, man. Well, are you going to find him? Does he have any distinguishing marks? Yeah, he's got thick brown hair all over his body. (laughs) You guys, they're right behind us. A little thing I call hiding in the car wash. So how does that work? We hide in the car wash. Where'd they go? Oh, man. Your hair looks ridiculous. My hair. From Walt Disney Pictures. One boy is searching for what he's been missing. You're gonna do the show? Not without you. And discovering what he's had all along. Who's that little bear? Oh, that's no little bear. That's my brother! Disney's The Country Bears. I love that they don't even say it's the country bear jamboree. Like they cut jamboree off since it's inspired by the country bear jamboree. They mm. just were like, yeah, just forget it. We'll just cut the jamboree part off. Mm, exactly. Like take out the part that people don't really like. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. but, but for those who do not know what this movie is, I'll uh, go ahead and give the brief summary. Um, the Country Bears, directed by Peter Hastings, was released on July 26, 2002. It stars Haley Joel Osment, Eli Marenthal, Christopher Walken, Stephen Tobolowsky, Megan Fay, Daryl Mitchell, Diedrich Bader, and many others. It is the third film based on a Disney Park attraction following Tower of Terror in 1997 and Mission to Mars in 2000. What a lineage. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> See, I always thought because it became before, I, I guess I didn't even think about Tower of Terror, but I always thought that it was like the first one um, because it came out in 2002 while Pirates came out in 2003. I think people but, think of it as the first because, well, because the talking about the other two movies briefly, Tower of Terror was a TV movie for the Disney Channel. So it wasn't a theatrical movie. And then Mission to Mars is based on the Mission to Mars attraction. Uh, that was a show, but that show had long been closed in in the Disney parks, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's right. That one, clo- Mission to Mars, closed, I think, in the 80s? Yeah. So it wasn't like when the movie came out. I mean, no one remembers the movie. But it wasn't like when the movie came out, people <laughs> had that theme park connection in mind but this is kind of the one where it's like people would look at the poster of it and be like oh yeah that's based on the disney attraction so it kind of is a first i i, I do understand that uh that way of thinking uh now did you see this in theaters i did not see this in theaters i'm very surprised that i didn't actually <laughs> well, here's the thing when you first I mean, 2002 is now so far away at this point, but do you remember your feelings, even before seeing the movie, do you remember your feelings when you first saw, like, the poster and the trailers and some of the scenes and whatnot? Uh, I I remember looking at the designs of them, like, in the trailers and stuff like that, because there was one of my um, Disney VHSs that had that as a uh, one of the advertisements before a movie. I can't remember which one, but I, I always kind of thought, how did they do that? Like just the look of them in general. And then I found out that it wasn't, this was like a lot. What am I trying to say? It was bigger before CGI and it was a lot of actual animatronics Mm -hmm. and puppetry. Yeah, it's a uh, puppetry done by the Jim Henson studio, in fact. That's uh, who created those bears. Uh-huh. And I'll say this as a positive for that movie. The bear animatronics on a mechanical and design level are impressive. Especially, as you said, that, that they are not enhanced by any computer graphics or CGI or whatever. It's It's like, oh, they made it and they had to operate on set. So, yeah, they look, they look good in that sense i will say <laughs> yes <laughs> um but uh, but you, did you eventually just watch this on tv or video or uh i think the first time i really saw it was a rerun on uh the disney channel mm. just like one of those just random times where i was like oh you know what i never did actually see this and i watched it and there's a lot of things about it it's a lot to unpack it is uh, where you 
one here's one of the things. Did did at because you are such a fan of the Jamboree attraction, what did it ever make you feel like outraged? Like how could they do this to my bears? I thought it was really weird that uh it wasn't just it wasn't about like anything about the uh the show. It just there's a couple of bears who had the same names and the title was that. But there really wasn't too much of a connection between the movie and the show. It's yeah, it's a strange movie because to go into the plot a little bit, the movie is about this Okay, first of all, you need to know the universe of this movie is that bears, uh, all bears are just upright talking people. Like, that's just how, that's what we accept in this world. Like, it's not just the country bears who are upright and singing and dancing and whatever. If you watch scenes, there are also just bears in the background, just like. Yeah, they're integrated into society. Yeah, they're just walking down the street or they're doing, you know, you know, minimum wage labor in the back or whatnot. So that that is the world that we are presented with. Just these that this bears live with us. Yes, we need clarifications for those who have not seen the movie. Okay, and the fact and so our protagonist is this little bear called. Barry Barrington, I believe his name is, voiced by Haley Joel Osment, the Sixth Sense kid himself, Haley Joel Osment. And he runs away from home because he lives in a human family and he doesn't, and he's always felt like he doesn't quite belong and, and whatever. So he runs away from home to reunite the Country Bear Band so that they can save their old venue, Country Bear Hall, from being destroyed by an evil businessman played by Christopher Walken. Yes, you have to emphasize Christopher Walken in this movie. He makes this movie. We (laughs) need to discuss Christopher Walken in this movie because he honestly might be the best part of the movie. I think he carries it. I really do. (laughs) Okay, Because look, here's the thing. We all know his deal. He says things in very peculiar ways. He says peculiar things. He makes peculiar faces. We all know he does it. And you know what? He's, 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 we love him for it. And he exactly. does not let up in this movie. Because, you know, his role is just, he's the, he's, you know, he's the typical, you know, villain character in any kid's movie. He's just a businessman who wants to, you know, oh, tear everything down. Boo, we don't <laughs> like him. But you get Christopher Walken, who will always give you 100% of something. And he is just like, and the fact that he is act, he's doing all this weird acting against these animatronic bears. It's right. Like- and it's not like that he's doing it in front of like, oh, there's going to be a CGI animatronic, you know, like a CGI bear in front of you. No, these are actual puppetry animatronic bears. Yeah. And he believes and he's acting this way. Yeah, he you believe that he hates these bears. <laughs> I I've never I I've seen him in a lot of movies, but I I do not know where he gets this kind of hatred and this just emphasis on hating these bears so much. <laughs> the best scene of the movie might be when we see him in his office and to emphasize how much of an evil businessman he is and he wants to destroy Country Bear Hall, we see him 
take out a model, a small model of Country Bear Hall. He places it on his desk. He pulls this random lever, and then a giant weight falls from the ceiling and crushes <laughs> crushes it. And then he goes, oh, no, Country Bear Hall has been crushed. <laughs> Which is great. And then the wonderful punchline is that he then shoves the Smash model off his desk. And then we see that he has several Smash models next to, <laughs> next to him. So he, so this is just his pastime. I just, I, when I watched that, I was like, oh, that's funny. Haha. <laughs> that's a nice pun, you know, that it's been crushed. Mm-hmm. And then I continued the next couple of seconds and I was like, oh, they're really, really going along with this punchline. <laughs> Look, I mean, hey, in that moment, I do believe he hates Country Bear Hall. I agree. I think he just absolutely hates it. I do also love the moment. Uh, it's at the end when he thinks he's won the day. And then, but then, like all the fans of the Country Bears, like storm the hall, and he gets swept away by the crowd. And he goes like, "You're," and he go, and he goes like, "You're not gonna get away from the, get away with this bears." Bears. <laughs> like, he's like, just this isn't over, bears. <laughs> My mortal enemies, the bears. <laughs> Has like his fist shaking to the sky. Oh, it's like wonderful. Old man yells at cloud. It's just old man yells at bears. Look. <laughs> <laughs> look, I uh look, I am not necessarily a fan. And this can be a whole other discussion. I'm not necessarily a fan of when a feature film comes out that then the feature film stuff gets integrated into a theme park ride. However, in Country Bear Jamboree, if they added like uh, an actor to walk to to run in as Christopher Walken's character and yell at the bears. Uh, I think I would appreciate that. <laughs> I would definitely not be mad about that. No. I would. Uh, I would. I, you know what? I would try an audition. You would try to. That. It's like it's. Oh, I hate these country bears. They just <laughs> on stage singing about nonsense. <laughs> Can you do a Christopher Walken? Oh gosh, no. Uh, he's, he's these a, bears. <laughs> these bears they come from the country. They don't know a thing. <laughs> he is a very I'm so bad. He is a very particular man to imitate. I will say so. Yes. If you can't get it, it's because he is too unique for this world. Too unique for this he world. is too Christopher Walken for this world. Here's the weird thing, because I want to. I recently we when was the last time you watched the movie? Um, I watched it a couple of days ago, actually. Same. Um, just to re- refresh it in my mind before we talked about it. Okay, so here's something, and I want to see if you agree with me on this. I surprisingly, I know we talked about Christopher Walken already, but there were surprisingly more moments in the movie that made me laugh than I thought would happen. I agree because I was I was watching it and there's like the um, there's the guy who's on the TV and they were tracking, you know, the the bear cub and the guy goes bus watch. (laughs) (laughs) And I was not expecting that. I and, and that got a good chuckle out of me. There was and I think there's even times where it didn't even 
it wasn't even supposed to be a joke and it just ended up making me laugh and you know who also is surprisingly funny I thought that uh, Diedrich Bader and Daryl Mitchell as the two cops, I actually thought they were pretty amusing as well. I thought that, I agree. I think that they they were really good in that whole scene in the car wash. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's super silly, but it is entertaining to watch. Yeah, and uh, he his fake mustache fell off in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what's the whole reason that he had a fake mustache? And they don't explain it. It just happens, and they move on. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say this. I surprisingly thought that Stephen Toblowski and Megan Fay, as the parents of Barry, I thought they actually kind of gave really good performances. Like, it seems like they really do love their bear son. (laughs) I... (laughs) My gosh. They do. (laughs) And you you don't think that, because it kind of... It's it's better than like what happened in Stuart Little. <laughs> I felt like Stuart Little just did not translate that much that they loved, you know, yeah. Stuart. But they were pretty darn convincing yeah. for this movie. Yeah. So saying all that, I was watching this and I was like, you know what? This is actually a little more entertaining than I thought, but there is something holding this movie back and I wasn't quite sure about it until it finally came to me. I don't think the country bears in this movie are very interesting. Very one dimensional, which is surprising, which is very surprising because we just talked about how in the country bear jamboree, the whole cast of characters is not they're unique and they're funny and they have their own shtick to them. But the country movie bears, there's not much to them. Like the pro, the, here's the main problem. Like as much as I praise the uh, the mechanics and design of uh, the bear suits, there's something a little too uniform about how they all look. Like mm. to the point that's like, I I don't think you can really tell them apart if that makes sense. And then their voices, and yeah, they have like wonder. And like, if you look at the voice actor cast, they have wonderful uh, performers doing the voices. But it's like they're the voices don't really sound that distinct. Like, if you close your eyes and be like, you know, which bear is saying that line? I don't think you'd be able to pick them out. If it was to, um, if it wasn't for some of them to have different like outfits and hats and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be able to you know pick, take apart a couple of them yeah it's weird because it's like that that is one of the great things we just talked about that mark davis gave each bear this wonderful unique design and that seemed to have gone away for the movie which is very strange to me I... and uh because if i remember right there was big out was in it and he you know like he was the property caretaker mm-hmm. of the country bear hall and yes there was nothing you know big al about him like he is in the show yeah the only thing is like he's big and he's black but otherwise he yeah unless they actually said al and call him al and he's like oh i don't know if that is actually al you know it's... yeah you would not be able to tell yeah and here's another thing barry uh, the little kid, 
he is not an interesting character at all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> like he's basically this, you know, the worst type of kid protagonist in kid movies where it's just like, I'm a kid and I just want to do stuff and, and, you know, whatever. And I'm going to go out and do things. And there's nothing else to it, basically. And uh, this is piggybacking off of right after he did uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, he was, uh, he was Sora. Yeah. So it it almost kind of felt like he didn't necessarily uh, change him, change the character much. He sounded a lot like Sora because it not only was it the voice of Sora, but it kind of like he didn't turn that off. Mm. from doing kingdom hearts yeah it, yeah i don't know here's the thing there's that Haley joel osment connection now what if country bear hall was one of the worlds you could visit in kingdom hearts that would be incredible yeah, you have to stop you have to stop organization 13 from taking over country bear hall and then they you know what they would do is they would take over country bear hall and put in all these current pop songs no, and there would be like darkness. There would be like heartless versions of the country bears singing pop songs. <laughs> no, no. And like Big Al is uh, your is your companion for that world, and it's like it's like sorry, you have to do the blood on the saddle special. Get the dark, <laughs> get the heartless off the stage. That's like the special uh, ability that you have to like charge up and then. <laughs> When you have like a whole bunch of heartless around you, you're like, Big Al, go! And it's just his, uh, just his out of tune guitar. <laughs> barrel, barrel, <laughs> and it, it drives the heartless crazy. Shock waves across the whole entire land, and they just, you know, they bounce out of the, out of existence. I love it. <laughs> hey, Kingdom Hearts 4. Hey, there, there's your world. There's your new world. There's your new yep. world. They're running out of worlds. Yeah, they're they're running out of worlds to the fact that like you know sometimes in Kingdom Hearts they have to backtrack and and like oh it's like oh how many times can we go back to Halloween Town over and over again? But no, <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts Four, just go to Country Bear Hall instead. Yep. It's uh it's crazy. I I do also wonder why this was a movie. To be very frank, well, okay, actually, here's the thing. Why a live action movie of Country Bears, do you suppose? I don't know much about the making of this movie of like who had the idea to do this, but like why a live action movie of Country Bear Jamboree? The only thing that I can think of about it was this was in 2002. So there we were after the Disney Renaissance. We also were dealing with a lot more uh, live action things like we were talking about with like Tower of Terror and a lot of Disney like at that point Disney Channel was getting big there's a, a lot of factors that animation wasn't their number one priority anymore mm -hmm. uh, like with Atlantis um, Treasure Planet they they didn't do very well so I wonder if they thought well maybe if we make it more live action with uh with more like puppets and costumes and stuff like that. Maybe I, that's the only thing I could think of. Did, like, did they think that country bears could have been a franchise? Did they think like, okay, we'll do this movie. And then the sequel will we'll build the country bear cinematic <laughs> universe. Um, I mean, uh, Christopher Walken did said that, you know, it wasn't over. <laughs> oh, that was the setup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the setup yeah. for this multi 
universe. Yeah. He was gonna go to Thanos afterwards and like try to get like the the country stone so that <laughs> to take over so, so they can <laughs> use the country stone to take over Country Bear Hall for once and for all. He like puts the country bear stone in like a tesseract and <laughs> makes it look like the <laughs> comes down and have a different kind of Loki. <laughs> Speaking of a bad guy, there's a very funny moment where Christopher Walken traps the bears in a warehouse. And what's kind of funny is that when you first look at him, it looks like he has he's holding a gun and he has like a whole thing of bullets across his chest but then if you but then on second look you see that oh it's a trank gun and like those are trank uh darts uh going across his chest there uh but for a few moments it's like uh is this like a saw movie is he just gonna take the country bears into some dirty warehouse and just like shoot (laughs) him in the head (laughs) that's a that's a good question and that's like Right after he like steals the the country bear, uh, their like tour bus. Yeah. Right. That was that was after the tour bus, and that tour bus like goes really fast around this like corner, and mm-hmm. there's just like laughing behind it. It was like, <laughs> well, I just, the worst bad guy of all. He's the he's the worst bad guy of all time. He had so many opportunities to do something different, and then he just gets carried away by a uh, group of, you know, fans of mm. Country Bears. Hey, because look, you can't stop the music. You cannot stop the music. And let me say this. The music is... Okay, the music in the movie I don't think is necessarily bad. I just think it's kind of like bland, boring music. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really stick out uh, like it does. And again, like it does with the the show, the show is like, you know, if you if you've seen it once, you can tell me how exactly blood on the saddle goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But nothing in this movie really stuck out like the other acts. Yeah. And they're not even like the Like, okay, so there's the music that the country bears do. But the funny thing is that like. They, I guess they kind of do country music, but it's more like contemporary, like country rock music. And, and like they're treated in the same reverence as like groups like the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead and whatnot. Like there's so many like rock, you know, things going on with this band, even though they're a country band. You know what I mean? It didn't know what genre it wanted to pick. Yeah. And then I thought it was funny that it devotes two musical numbers to two different female pop singers that history has kind of forgotten. Yes. <laughs> because there's one by a girl named Crystal, who I had to look her up like, what else did this Crystal girl do? And the only I didn't even look it up. I looked it up. The only other notable thing she really did is she did the song Supergirl for the Princess Diary soundtrack. <gasps> that was her? That was her. Oh my gosh. Princess Diary soundtrack was constantly playing in my car growing up. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah, now she uh, now she sang with your beloved country bears. I did not know yeah. that. And then the waitress, the waitress actually does kind of have something of a career because that's Jennifer Page, who in the 90s had the really 
uh, popular pop song Crush, you know, it's yes. just a little crush. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. she has something. I don't know if the Country Bears movie helped out her career, but I don't think it did. No. It's but uh yeah, it's I, I, again, it's weird thinking about this movie overall that like the bears aren't interesting and the music's kind of forgettable two things that are really antithetical to the attraction that that's a really great point and um i really don't now that i think about it i don't really understand why they couldn't have just they were going to do something like that add some of the songs from it and they can make those feature length or just like longer songs and just, you know, their little 30 second diddlies, but it could have been a lot better. <laughs> here's, here's the, here's the thing. Like, I don't think this was obviously ever planned and this is only something that you can talk about in hindsight, but maybe the country bears movie was maybe the sacrificial movie because the following year in 2003, what other movie based on a theme park attraction becomes one of the biggest hits of the year? Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. So maybe Country Bears had to stumble so, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean could run maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Although, yeah. Although also in 2003, that was the same year of uh, the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie. So That's true. That it was the same year. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole episode. <laughs> oh, my God. No, oh, that could be a future episode. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about this other thing of what could be a really good country bear movie. Uh, did you ever see uh, fantastic Mr. Fox? I did. I saw it in the theaters, but I haven't seen it since. Wouldn't a country bear jamboree movie in that style be a lot of fun. I would think it would be a lot more fun than what we got. A lot more true to the spirit of the attraction, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's another weird thing I thought about when I was rewatching this for the podcast. So I want to go through the plot of this movie, uh, just some bullet points real quick. And let me see if this sounds familiar to another live action Disney movie of the 2000s era. So the movie is about this kid who is not a human and he realizes that because he is not a human, he needs to join this beloved group of entertainers that he's a fan of. So what he does is he goes on a journey to reunite this disbanded group of beloved entertainers so they can save their theater from being destroyed by a businessman. So... That is the plot of the Country Bears in 2002. That is also the plot of the Muppets in 2011. (laughs) Yes. Uh, At least the songs in the Muppets were a little bit more memorable. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. Maybe again, maybe that's like Disney, you know, you know, always utilizing things even if they fail. It's like, well... Maybe they really didn't respond to this one was like giant weird looking bears. Just put Kermit <laughs> the Frog in there. Maybe people, people will like it. Hey, I liked it. Yeah. I just found that coincidence very strange when I was thinking about the plot of this, that movie, how it, I, I don't think that the Muppets copied from it, but it seemed like a very weird, a little too one-to-one in that comparison, you know? 
a, a little too similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, Barry could, I guess maybe Barry could have been the progenitor for, progenitor for Walter. Could have. Mm. Could have indeed. Something to think about. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, I think we should not think anymore about this very odd movie. Here's the weird thing. I don't even necessarily want to call it bad. I think it's just an odd movie, you know? I would, I would say it's odd. Um, and I'm surprised it didn't get more of like a cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, like any of the other movies. I always think of... Um, I wouldn't necessarily compare it to The Room, but it's just kind of one of those odd movies that you you like, but you don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although uh, maybe we need to... Look, maybe you and I just need to start a theater revival uh, chain of like getting the country bears on like midnight screenings and everything. And get that back. Get back. Get all of that glory it needs. Yeah, look, the theaters are struggling to come back from the pandemic. Maybe Country Bear Midnight Screenings is what will save the movie theater industry. Wow. I think you just solved it. Wow. Okay, well, before we go into any of that, uh, do you have any final thoughts on the Country Bears movie? Um, I just... I just think it's just one of those movies that are just absolutely ridiculous and but there's like redeeming qualities to it and I just I think the puppets and the animatronic parts of it look really good I mean there's a couple of times where it does kind of either their emotions don't really uh you know represent very well like they're they're kind of dead when you when their voice acting is very emotional mm-hmm. um but I I, I think that's there's just something super lovable about it. And it's, like I said, it's not the best movie, but it is a very just enjoyable. It's fun. It's a fun movie. There's worse things you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we've uh, come near the end of our episode. But as always on Theme Park, the movie, we have to do our wrap-up segment, and that wrap-up segment is called Ride the Ride or Movie the Movie. So, Bailey, obviously you're a fan of Country Bears, uh, so you have to choose between Country Bear Jamboree and the Country Bears. What is the more enjoyable experience? That is the easiest question I think I've ever (laughs) Of course it's of course it's the ride. Of course it's the show. I it's it's classic and there's a reason that it's still there 50 years later. I think, you know, sometimes there are guests who kind of struggle with it cuz the movie and the attraction are both kind of equally good and have their own unique uh unique highlights to them, but I think uh yeah, I think this decision between ride the ride or movie the movie is a little bit of a foregone conclusion, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and with that foregone conclusion uh bailey i want to say thank you again for coming <laughs> on and talking all things bears no thank you you know that i love this stuff oh yeah i know we could probably do another hour but instead we'll take this last minute or so to uh see uh bailey if you uh if you have any projects that you'd like to plug or any social media tag that you would like to mention 
yeah, like like I said earlier, my uh, Instagram, the Tapestry of Nations, is um, I'm kind of rebranding it a little bit and trying to go back more into the photography that I do because I I've always been the girl with the DSLR camera at Walt Disney property. So I have probably tens of thousands of photos and I'm definitely going to be working on that um, in the coming weeks. And um, I'm also going to, uh, I have a TikTok, which is Beetle Bailey Bug. And uh, I'm doing a little short series on that of, uh, I'll pick like a, a ride or like a show and I'll just do a, like a 60 second video about interesting facts about it or opinions and I just kind of let, you know, the world know that there's these little things. It could be like a, a small ride. It could be a big ride. Um, just these different kinds of, uh, I don't know, experiences out there. People need to know about these little things. And I'm sure we'll probably see a lot of, a lot more Country Bear content. Absolutely. Like we just need, there's a lot of negative negativity on the internet and social media and media and, uh, Maybe some country bear stuff is what we need to uh, cleanse cleanse the platforms, you know. Cleanse it, you know, give it its innocence back, mm -hmm. even though they sing about some weird things. Uh, just, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, no. It needs to go back to, go back to a pure state. Oh, no. They're, they're going to have to rename the show to the Cancelled Bear Jamboree. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> I'm already worried enough as it is about it that show going away. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And, uh, hey, Bailey, thank you for a fine episode. Oh, thank you. I want to say thanks once again to Bailey Payne for being on this episode and just talking all things bears, all things country, and just having a good old grand country bear time. And uh, I want to say thank you to you, the listeners, for, you know, just uh, putting this on and, uh, you know, enjoying this exploration between the relationship of uh, movies and theme parks. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, folks? Uh, in the meanwhile, until we return with another episode... You can follow us on Twitter at TPTMPod. Uh, you can also email us at TPTMPod at gmail.com. And if you're being uh, particularly nice about things, uh, you can always leave this show a nice rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, this was a great time. We have more great times on the horizon for this limited series. Uh, I can't wait for it. Uh, we have more stuff to talk about with movies. We have more stuff to talk about with theme parks. But until then, I'll see you at the snack stand. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is matted black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse.